Welcome to the Executive Minds Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Kevin Jennings. Hey, everybody, this is Kevin Jennings, and welcome back to the Executive Minds Podcast. I hope you are doing well. I hope your 2020 is off to a great start. And this episode is going to continue that momentum if you already have it. And it's going to give you some things you might need to create to start momentum if you're feeling like you're just kind of struggling out the gates a little bit. All right. So this is actually part two of a two-part series where David Farmer, one of the mentors on our team, actually sat down with his coach, Tommy Newberry, in Atlanta, Georgia, and had an opportunity to ask him some key questions about high performers. Uh, In part one of this year, we dig into some of those principles that make high performers, you know, what they are, and that people who just just always seem like they're achieving bigger and better, faster, easier than other people. And some of those principles were actually, I would say, counterintuitive than what you might think. Things like clarity and delayed gratification, um, focus, discipline, spending time with those ahead of you, uh, and, and humility. And so if you want to really dig into that stuff, which, if by the way, I'm not doing, a, doing it justice by just browsing through a list, you need to go back and check out part one of that series. You're, you're really going to enjoy it. And it sets up this part perfectly because in this particular uh, part of the series, David and Tommy dig really into the actual practices. What are some of the things they actually do? And we actually share some of those at the end of part one as well. But this one coming up is probably the thing I see most often amongst the people who I respect immensely. Um, I mean, I mean, this is the one of the things I feel is almost immovable uh, in their life that gets them what they want. And it's one of the things I'm working hard on in 2020. It's actually the number one goal uh, on my list for 2020. And so I'm not going to delay it anymore. I'm going to throw it to them soon. But you want to hold tight as well through the episode because David and Tommy also talk about what high performers do to navigate and prepare for adversity. And I can't speak for you, but I'm, I have a feeling that we have adversity in common. And so I actually took some really great notes for myself and I hope you'll do the same. Um, and so without further ado, here is Tommy Newberry and David Farmer talking about the practices of high performers. Okay, and we're back with the Executive Minds Podcast with Tommy Newberry. We've been talking about some of the tools and processes that you might want to bake into your routine, your life, if you're really striving to be a high performer. We've talked a little bit about goals and then the importance of a weekly debrief or review. Uh, Let's pick it back up and let's talk about one of my favorites. You call it EMSR. I'm going to let you define what that means. Uh, We've referenced it, but this might be the first time you've ever heard that phrase. So what's an EMSR, Tommy? EMSR is your early morning success ritual. And this is the set of habits that you ingrain that get your day off to a positive start. And the reason it's so essential is that it's really the foundation of your day. But when you ask yourself, well, what is a what is a great life? Well, a great life is kind of a, a series of great years. And what is a great year? It's a series of great weeks. And what is a great week? A, a series of great days. And then what makes a great day? A great day begins with a great start. And so when I'm 
on the phone in most cases or maybe in person with a new client, one of the three things that we will touch on in that very first session is tell me about your mornings. How are you winning the mornings? What are you doing differently in the morning in order to take command of your mindset from the second you wake up? Because whatever we do in the morning tends to ripple throughout the rest of the day. It's kind of like if we hear a song first thing in the morning, the lyrics or the tune or the melody tend to resonate in our minds throughout the rest of the day. And sometimes that can be rather random. If we hear a news story first thing in the morning or we fuss at the kids first thing in the morning or we're having to be frantic, rushing around the house to get out quick enough. So I really like an intentional morning. If I didn't call it EMSR, I'd call it an I. M R <laughs> an intentional morning ritual. So I like to break it down into three elements. There could be more, but I think these are the, the critical ones. Do something spiritual. Connect with God first thing in the morning. This could be devotion, Bible reading, prayer, journaling. It could be listening to the Bible, but do something spiritually that connects you with God. And number two, do something that is mental or directional. So we have spiritual and then directional or mental. And mental is where you would review your mission statement. If you have one, you'd review your goals, assuming you have goals. Uh, you could review your to-do list. Hopefully everybody has a to-do list. Even if you don't have goals, you would have a, a list of priorities for the day. And then the third one is physical, doing something uh, health-related, physical, something that reinforces or fortifies your your physical well-being. So it could be your full workout, but it doesn't have to be. But I have found that clients that have some kind of movement and activity first thing in the morning uh, benefit tremendously from that. So uh, some clients will have their full workout and some will just take two or three minutes to do a plank, do push-ups, squats, jumping jacks, uh, something like that. But also having a tall glass of pure water, maybe with some lemon juice in it or apple cider vinegar or something like that is very helpful doing some deep breathing or other breathing techniques, um, that's all physical. So if you do those three things every single day, you could take as little as as uh, 10 minutes. Or I've got clients that'll you know, take two hours to do it. But the reason that's so important is because the rest of your day will tend to follow what you do in the morning. And and I've had I've had clients tell me, don't ask me how my day went, just ask me how my EMSR was, and if my early morning success ritual was spot on, then the day, at least the process of the day, goes well. We could go so deep on all this, but we unfortunately, we're not going to have the time in this one conversation. We come back, but I want to hit one last component of these tools. I think it, re it relates to EMSR, and it's a technique that you can use beyond just your morning. But when you talk to us about EMSR, you don't want us just to think broad brush you ask us to go so far as to script it. Yes, and yes. So just say a word about scripting the morning ritual and how that might apply to the rest of your day, your week, and so forth. So yeah. scripting as another tool. Yeah, just think about how um, – and this is a tool that can be used first thing in the morning. It's kind of like um, a modified goal-setting exercise. It, it channels all of your focus – into a singular direction, which is who do you want to be this day? And, and one of the things that I really like about it is it's just today. The daily scripting is it's not the next week, the next year, the legacy and you know, those bigger questions. It's just today. So it's uh, I call it daily scripting. And this is where I write 10 or 12 sentences. I try to get 
as many clients as possible to do it. And they, they write a full sentence and the sentence begins like this. Today, I, and then they lay out what they intend to do. And these are more process-oriented things, such as today, I stay connected to God. Today, I listen more than I speak. Today, I remain grateful. Today, I stay focused on what matters most. Today, I follow my priority list. Today, and then you just fill in the blank. So, you know, you, we have 50, 60,000 thoughts per day. Mm-hmm. So we're all, we could, we have the potential or the uh, danger of being all over the place. Even the, the most focused people have that danger. So in the morning you wake up, your mind is kind of like a, you know, visualize a, a blank whiteboard and, and it's, there's nothing there. So when you wake up, maybe you say a prayer, and then I like doing this the old-fashioned way. You can do this digitally as well. But you lay out 10 or 12 sentences that collectively, if you lived like that, would make for an awesome day. And it's really like, if I didn't call it daily scripting, I'd say, this is how I want to live today. And, you know, one of the ones I often put is, today I drink a gallon of water. Well, that's very specific. Today I listen more than I speak. Well, that's that's kind of hard to measure. Yeah. But so you can be a mixture of them. There's no right or wrong. You don't even need to hold on to it. You can rip it out. You can delete it. Yep. But it's the process of giving your brain instructions because your your brain is always, I think I've said this recently, the, your brain is, is begging you. Um, it's kind of a metaphor, but your brain is begging you to give precision, begging you for details, begging you for clarity. And what do we like to do? We like to supply generalities or as uh, Zig Ziglar used to say, wandering generalities. And we want to stick with what is specific. And if you give your brain specific instructions, which this exercise does, the daily scripting, then what you'll notice, you'll notice this on day one, by the way, that's my promise. You'll notice on day one, you do one day of daily scripting throughout the rest of that day, you'll notice more opportunities to accelerate your progress than you have before. And it's, it's, um, tuning you in to what you have indicated is most important to you. It it sensitizes you to the people, the resources, the ideas, the creativity that will get you from where you are to where you'd rather be. Love it. Uh, One of the, just the themes that sort of comes out to me is we talk through um, what characteristics differentiate high performers, what are some of the tools they use. I think it's just the idea I'm going to steal from my friend, Henry Cloud, who says you are ridiculously in charge. And he, and he said, <laughs> I love that. You are ridiculously in charge of you. So act like it. Live like it. Think like it. Uh, plan like it. Use tools like it. And just recognize you're not waiting on somebody else to come in and hand it to you. Yeah, uh, you're the CEO of your life. Yeah, do, and, and so I think folks that come to that realization and start to step into that role are likely the ones who are thriving and they're accomplishing the things that are really important in their life. But but no matter where you are at this moment, if that's not the way that you've lived or worked, you can change that. Yeah. It's not too late. Yeah. Whether you're young and you're just kicking things off, it's not too late. And or or whether you're in the third decade of your career, it's not too late. I buy that. In fact, I want to actually close by getting your thoughts on this one issue, uh, and that's adversity. 
So I know we have a lot of people, they may be going through a real struggle. It could be physical, it could be relational, financial, it could be in their career, but they're going through some form of adversity or crisis. Um, you've had many clients that have uh, gone through that. Can you just share uh, the coaching that you typically give in the midst of adversity? Yeah, well, it's, you know, everybody, I like to say that you're either about to head into some adversity, you're in adversity, or you're just coming out of some adversity. In other words, we're all going to experience adversity That's just sooner, life. sooner or later. And I guess there might have been some point in my life where I, I thought maybe you could, you know, to use a modern term, you could hack adversity or something. But you can't. But what you can do is you can train for the storm. And, and so the things that I like to coach high performers on to just maximize their full potential are actually the same kind of things that serve you well when a storm comes, whether it's a storm brought about by foolish choices. I mean, we've all had adversity that we've, that's self-inflicted. And then we've all dealt with um, tragic adversity um, in our lives. And we've all, most of us have run into adversity because we tried something big. And then we hit a wall that we could have completely avoided if we'd have just thought a little bit smaller. So here's the key thing is no matter whether it's from, you know, adversity from a foolish choice or it's tragic or it is um, something that is maybe ambitious adversity, you deal with it the same way, which is to be to understand that it's not what has happened to you, but it's what you do about it. And so a lot of people only kind of through osmosis learn how to deal with adversity. So if, if you have adversity as a child, that's tough. But you are at least the good news is you're learning how to deal with adversity. If, a, if you have a child that is, has some learning issues, things are going to be rough for a little while. But then that child is going to end up being tougher and potentially smarter and well-adapted later on. Uh, young people who have to move from place to place, maybe their mother or father is in the military. Well, that's tough for as far as making friends and socializing and that kind of thing, but they learn how to turn that to an advantage. And, and when, when you realize that whatever happens is there to make you stronger and better, I don't know the origin of, you know, everybody's adversity or my own adversity. I know there's, there's some things that just happen. And so when you accept that, then it puts you kind of in, in a better mindset to go, okay, it's happened. What am I going to do next? Uh, is there a gift in this, in this struggle or this situation? Is there a lesson from God? How am I supposed to be better? Who can I serve? Can I get my mind on somebody else that's having a bigger problem than me? In which case, by being less selfish, I, I serve myself well by putting my mind on somebody else. But the, the first thing that I think that that is key is you pray, mm. just kind of common sense. You pray. And the second thing is, is maybe you define, we go back to clarity and you define what exactly is the problem? Because a lot of people think something is the problem when the real problem is something else. Yeah. And then, you know, make a list of the assets that you have, the resources that you have or could have. 
make an inventory of the people who love you and support you that you could go to from help. And then ultimately make a list of action steps so you're doing something. I have found that I fared worse when I've been in the middle of adversity of any kind and I kind of sat around. Yeah. So worry is, you know, and anxiety kind of flow from adversity and sometimes they create adversity and sometimes they make it worse. But if you can have a, uh, a plan of action that you're executing, then that tends to displace some of the negativity that, that uh, bubbles up in your mind when you're, you know, in the midst of a storm. So one of the things I take out of that is adversity is common to us all. So it's probably not realistic to think you're going to avoid it, you know, but it is a season. And how do you manage it as a season? Yeah. And I mean, another, another, another good image to think of is being in the weight room and you're working out. There's no way you can build muscle without first breaking down the muscles you have. And then when they come back after recovery, recovery is essential. Then when you come back from that stress or that workout, you come back stronger than you were before. So we don't know why. Sometimes we can say, okay, I just made a bad choice. And other times we can't really explain it. But I, I don't ask why. I just, I really shift people away from asking why because that can drive you into a, a hole of depression and discouragement uh, when you need to be thinking, what next? Yeah. What now? I'm actually um, going to be part of a crisis management exercise next week. Well, we will we'll manufacture fictional adversity really to help us learn what's it feel like when you're in the midst of it. This is an organizational exercise. Yeah. So that when real adversity hits, it probably won't even be the thing we create as sort of a fictional uh, scenario, but we'll learn the skills. I think that's phenomenal because when you think about who are the people, you know, outside of the business world that deal with adversity for a living, you think of first responders. I mean, that's what comes to my mind. You know what they spend most of their time doing? Rehearsing. Yeah, that's what it is. Firemen, for example, most of what they do is responding to false alarms when they're not training. In other words, they train, they respond to false alarms, and then they Every so often, it's like a spike on a chart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's steady, steady, routine, routine, kind of boring. Oh, you know, yeah. horrific. And they have to train, 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 train to be ready. And I think it's unfair to expect that we could deal well with adversity if we haven't prepared for adversity. So I think parents, that comes back to a lot, parenting and then employers, you know, it sounds like a great idea, but but letting your children deal with adversity and suffer the consequences while they're young is good. And then letting employees and team members solve as many of their own problems rather than lifting the weight for them. Yep. And then they just atrophy and they're, they're not capable of dealing with adversity. That's a good thought. Well, Tommy, I hate that we have run out of time, but if folks want to dig in and they want to learn more about you, learn more about some of your coaching practices and thinking, share some of the resources. I know you got a couple of good books, Success is Not an Accident, 4-8 Principles. Yeah, talk su- about- Success is Not an Accident is about being intentional with your whole life, uh, beginning with uh, defining what success means for you. And that's that kind of was my marquee book. And then the 4-8 There's principle. There's great nuts and bolts on how to set goals in that book, too. It's, and it, I mean, it, it's I believe what my 
I feel like my life message in, is in there, which is your success blesses others. You know, first, it's not an accident. Success is not an accident. Success is about stewardship, and then your success blesses others. That's kind of the message of success is not an accident. The second one is all about mindset, and that is the 4-8 principle. Um, it's couched kind of in the terms of the secret of a joy-filled life, but the greatest of all mindsets is one of joy. And so many people think, you know, when this and this and this happen, I'm going to have joy. And what I've learned is develop joy now, and that is a causative factor. It's a precursor to a lot of the the life changes and life enhancements that you want. And then I've, I've got several other books, but TommyNewberry.com is the great hub where you can uh, – see our podcast. You can sign up for the podcast, the blogs, and see the other resources that we have and see how to follow us specifically on social media. All right. Well, hey, I just want to thank you again, not only for coming in and doing this podcast, but for just the way you've poured into my life over the course of uh, years and even decades. Well, you're very welcome and likewise. Yes, it's been a, it's been a uh, just a great relationship and one that continues. So um, we as evidenced by this conversation, we're just really interested in seeing you tapping into all the potential you've got growing both personally, but also uh, professionally as well. To that end, we would love it if you invited others to uh, listen along uh, and just showed them how to jump into the podcast. Uh, get the word out there for us if you don't mind. But thank you for taking the time to invest and, and just be part of this discussion with us. Until next time, hope you have just a, a wonderful week. Hey everyone, I just want to thank you again for listening to this episode of the Executive Minds Podcast. I want to thank Tommy Newberry for uh, spending some time with David Farmer and for, and for David really just opening up and, and giving all of us access into an individual that he has benefited from so greatly over the years, especially someone he, he pays money to, right? So uh, we, we got something for free that people pay thousands of dollars uh, to have access to. And so I hope you appreciated that. And so with that being said, I want to challenge you. What's something hopefully you gained from this series that you think can really help you take action? Is it a personal mission statement? You know, is it getting clear on some three-year goals? Is it, you know, scheduling a weekly review so you can actually think about what you've done? Um, is it, you know, creating a time for your early morning success ritual, as Tommy calls it? Um, do you need to work on your daily scripting and getting and being more intentional about how you think about your day before you go into it? Uh, one of the things that Tommy didn't mention um, that I think is really critical for us all to remember, psychology is, is really what makes scripting work. Um, I'm sure all of us have seen the car we drive on the highway everywhere we go. And research has already proven that's not because there are more cars like yours on the road than there were the day before is because you are mentally aware you are you are you know your subconscious is now open to seeing your car everywhere you go because you have that car. You're just ment more mentally aware of it. And so that's what scripting does. Scripting actually brings to the front forefront of your brain opportunities to do exactly the things you want to do. If that is, I want to be more patient. I want to be more kind. I want to be more forgiving. I want to be more intentional. All those things, just saying those things and writing them out to yourself, you know, proactively 
actually brings them to the forefront of your mind. And it actually, that's why scripting is so powerful. It actually makes you more of what you want to be because you have you see the opportunities to do it. And so I can't recommend scripting enough. And actually something I'm probably going to work into my uh, morning ritual as well. So friends, I just hope this community, this podcast can serve you in this way. We want to turn your potential into high performance. And sometimes that means we just need to embrace new thoughts from those who are ahead of us and see how we can integrate them into what we do every day. Because when you are performing at your best and you bring that to your work, you will see results. And so with that being said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this community. And uh, we hope you will join us next time. And here's how you can do that. Subscribe to the podcast. Make sure this podcast is delivered to you every week when it's released. Also, you can leave us a rating or review and give us feedback. Let us know people you want us to talk to and sit down with. Well, we love the opportunity to hear how we can make this podcast better for you. But also let us know what we're doing well. Uh, as Tommy said, what went well? And we'd love to hear that from you also through Apple Podcasts or send us an email, whatever you want to do there. Uh, and lastly, visit our website. If you go to executiveminds.co, we have show notes there for you from every episode. So you have the opportunity to uh, grow on the go and get access to the things that we talked about. I mean, Tommy mentioned books. They mentioned different tools and different tips. And we, we do our part to summarize that for you to make this process of implementation a bit easier. All right, friends, with that being said, I look forward to having you join us next time here on the Executive Minds Podcast. Mm -hmm.